one thing I wish that companies would start branding stuff like hot sauce companies do. But I want like the most mundane shit in the entire world to be branded like hot sauce stuff. What do you mean like hot sauce stuff? Like how every hot sauce, regardless of how actually hot it is, on the bottle it has to say something like, we'll burn your dick off of your body. So do you, speak, every do you remember bottle they, full of hair on your body will fall off. Do you remember when they had the Red Hot commercials and they're like, it's fucking Red Hot. Only yeah. they bleep the fucking. I can Those were fantastic. Hot, but they made it so intimidating. I want tissue companies to start marketing like that. Like, our <laughs> tissues are so soft. <laughs> That'd actually be really funny. I want, like, beer. Beer's a great thing that you could just aggressively brand. People are still going to buy it. Beer's so good, you'll fuck it. Like, it's something like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that could be a good marketing point for tube socks. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I quit. Maybe that's going to be our first merch product. The Fetch and Shock tube sock. <laughs> I will legitimately quit on that day. <laughs> You can't tell me that the Fetch and Shock tube sock doesn't roll off the tongue fucking brilliantly. God damn it. People would probably buy them. I These socks are so good you'll your nut in them. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined it. You, went, you took it too far. The Fetch and Shock beat off sock coming to your lo- local game <laughs> store sometime in 2023. 20, coming to your game store. <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? No, but you no. did. <laughs> well, you said you're, you set your you either set me up on purpose. You didn't. I feel like you did. Oh, that's such a good one. <laughs> All right, let's get this shit show on the road. What is up, you fairy miscreants? Welcome back to another episode of the Fetch and Shock podcast. I am your host, Secret Lair Drop, White Border Savannah Lions, Tyler, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Secret Lair Drop. Just four copies of Oath of Druids. Matt, Matt, what is going on? You know what? I would actually be down with buying that secret. What, the, the White Border Savannah Lions? No, the four Oath of Druids. How many copies of White of Savannah Lions would you have to put in a secret lair drop for it to be worth the 30 bucks? Like, do they just send you a fucking pallet <laughs> of well, Savannah Well, like, fourth, fourth edition ones are, like, three bucks or something. Oh, so they just send you, like, 25 of them no if you get to well they only see play really in old school so they'd pretty much be useless um you watch your mouth about savannah lines they're just gonna reprint it as a, like a uncommon and an upcoming set that wouldn't even be that good honestly no it would kind of suck a two mana or one mana two one is way underpowered now it would honestly probably just be a common well, they reprinted it, just not Savannah Lions. They reprinted some knight that's just a 2-1-1 one, one drop. Oh, in Dominaria, didn't they? Or not in Dominaria, it was the, uh... Isn't there one that just is just strictly better? I can't fucking remember what it is. Oh, that's gonna bug the shit out of me. I think it's Throne of Eldraine, isn't it? I think you might be right. Or I, I honestly don't know. I don't think there's two mana, 1-2 on... Or 2-1 in Throne. At least I don't, I don't believe so. But I just think just generically... Savannah line is underpowered <laughs> in in the current class of things. Oh, it's way way underpowered. Because it's not even legal in what like middle school. Is that the format that you're now addicted to? I'm addicted to both old school and middle school, but it's legal in there. It's in fourth edition. Oh, so fourth edition to what like Tempest it might or something? Be Chronicle fourth to Scourge. Fourth to Scourge is middle school. I think it's it's either fourth edition or 
Chronicles, but I think it, I think Chronicles before fourth. So I'm pretty sure that fourth edition is legal. Uh, I'm gonna have to do some research on that because that, that gives me more of a reason to get in the middle school if Savannah Lions is legal. Even in that format, it seems underpowered, but it is legal. Like you oh, yeah, said, it's in way old underpowered school. in that. It's good in old school. And Matt, what a lovely segue into what you did this week. Yes, Tuesday night we had an eight-man old-school tournament. Three rounds. The first place prize, a play set of revised uh, Hercules Recall. Uh, second set or second place was a play set of Unstable Mutation. Two foreign black border, one Arabian Nights, and one revised, I believe, or Chronicles, rather. Huh. And then there was some other stuff like Red Elemental Blast, Blue Elemental Blast. Um, All the, like, older printings of it right just revised i mean that's still an order printing obviously it's not going to be like alpha beta ones but or it wasn't the i think eternal masters is where they reprinted them yeah with new art yeah that's but correct. it wasn't for this is the thing old school isn't for prizes unless it's like a massive tournament like an eternal weekend and even then it's still not really for prizes um it's yeah, it's more for, for fun for and just nostalgia. the experience yeah yeah you're playing to play yeah, exactly. It was super fun. Um, I got second place on two and one. Uh, round one, I played uh, a blue-red artifact deck that I helped Jeff make, actually, so I kind of knew what he was. Um, but yeah, I, I prisoned him out. And good guy, Jeff. Um, I had a, like had the lock in place. He's like, you got this, right? I was like, yeah, I just I didn't have a win out yet. But I had Winter Orb, and I was tapping his lands down with Ices, and I had... Um, some relic barriers to tap as moxes, etc. Yeah, well, before you go nuts and dive into uh, what what your matchups were like, what deck were you playing? Oh, I guess that would probably help. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, there's a picture of it in a Discord, but it is base blue-white artifact prison deck that splashes red and black and green, actually. There's only one green card in the sideboard. Um, but the main goal is to take advantage of Howling Mine, Winter Orb, uh, and so Winter Orb is, if it's untapped, you may only untap one land during your untap step, and that's both players. And Howling Mine's the same thing. If it's untapped, uh, it does not work, but otherwise you draw a card. A, an additional card, sorry. Huh. So yeah, the game plan is to use Relic Barriers and Ices to get card advantage and be able to untap your own lands. Um, all of your lands, that is, not just one at a time. And then win through... Black Vice, Mistress Factory, or uh, Fireball, and then Recall to get Fireball back and Fireball again. Sure. I'm assuming a vast majority of our listeners don't have any idea what the fuck you're talking about. That's fine. It's a super (laughs) fun deck to play. Um, It's not very fun when I lock people out because they just can't do anything. But the basic strategy of the deck is to use your artifacts to tap down your opponent's shit. Yeah, so... you in their upkeep, they would untap a land and all their moxes, and then I tap it in their upkeep, so if they have to play anything... They, they have to do instant speed before they draw a card. In their upkeep, before they draw a card, or whatever they play that turn. Like, if they play another land, then they have a one-drop. But I have Swords to Plowshares, uh, Icy Manipulators in the main board to stop creatures, uh, Strip Mines to deal with opposing factories. So you're just playing a prison deck that just closes out the game with either... Turning your artifacts into creatures, or well, that's that's post board. Oh well, your main board is then, or you're you're just firebolting. I have fi- fireballing I have them. One fireball, 
three black vice and four mistress factor in my winkins main board so they're drawing so they're drawing cards can't play them lose to black vice or you just shoot them in the head with a fireball yes all right cool now yeah let's talk about your matchups now you like you said round one you played against jeff i, uh, I have one additional win condition in the sideboard oh yeah which, that's right which is titania song which like as you referred to turns all my artifacts into creatures that are CMC power and toughness. Yeah, that seems okay. Tagging with a bunch of four fours and two twos when your opponent has done nothing will probably end the game. Yes, that it does. So, like you and said, then, you're round one against Jeff. He was playing blue red like artifact. Yeah, splashing. Stop. I think splashing black four mana vaults, uh, full mox and soul ring. So yeah, game one I just locked him down, and I didn't have Winchin, but it had taken like thirty minutes or something to lock it down. And he's uh, just and like, he, okay, well, we'll get this over with. He conceded just because he didn't want to waste a bunch of time because I did have it locked and he wasn't coming back. from. Because once sure. I stabilize, I generally stabilize. You're fucked. That makes sense. Well, and then what did you did you end up winning that round? Yes. And then game two, I actually killed him with his mana vault. Love that. So he, he couldn't just... untap him and he was taking <laughs> two in his upkeep because he had two of them. Yeah, that checks out. Or in his so... draw step actually is when he deal damage. So you won round one. What did you play against round two? Round two, I played against Luke, who was playing white green weenie Geddon is what it, like Thalid. Get. So oh, so Thalid, just playing a bunch of creatures and then blowing up your land so you can't stop the creatures. And pretty much, um, game one, he, he Armageddon me pretty good. He got me pretty good. Uh, Disenchants dismantled what I had, and then Armageddon, and he killed me with a Savannah Lions actually. Yo, shout out Savannah Lion. Uh, game two. Uh, Wrath of God took care of his board, and I just held up counter magic for like an Armageddon or something, and got him with factories and um, just factories, I believe, factories huh. and fireball. And then, then game three, done. yeah, game three, something similar, Wrath of God, and we were close to time or overtime. We our game like an hour. We had an hour to play to set up the videos and all that stuff, and then I got him with Titania's song. Attack him with a bunch of creature artifacts. Turns out that works pretty good. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it seems like an okay strategy. So you end up winning that round as well. Yes. So at that point, I'm 2-0. Um, and then third round in the final round, I played the other 2-0 person, which was Ben. Um, and he thoroughly smacked me around with a blue-black deck that consisted of Hippies, Serendib, Freets, Mind Twist, uh, Him to Torax. And so like, just... kind of like a blue-black control deck. Um. Kind of, yeah. Only instead of counter magic, it's it's different. Hey, you, you don't have a hand or land, yeah. and just gets gets in there with efficient creatures that are either disruptive, like hippie. So I'm either losing a card every turn if I don't play something, or Serendib is a three four, which it's like almost like a blue black like an aggro discard. Kind of, yeah. Because he's aggressively making you discard while also just playing like value creatures. Well, the idea is just to get rid of my hand and. Then just do what he wants. I can't do anything, yeah. Yep, makes sense to me. But yeah, he he swept me 2-0, and I even cast balance both games. He still was just able to come back with a hippie or a sedge troll, and he was he was playing red, too, just for sedge troll. Huh. Because sedge troll's really good. I mean, 2-1 on the day doesn't seem bad. I wouldn't honestly care if I went 0-3. It's just super fun to play that format. Sure. And you guys, like you said, you did it all through... Did, like, you went, you started the, out yeah. on where or you started out in Google Hangouts, then you went to whereby to get yeah. the game set up. Yep. Now, fun. were there any issues with that, like between people or connections? Like if somebody who's listening to this wants to 
do a similar kind of tournament thing, maybe not with old school, but with like standard or hell, you could even do it sealed deck. So you can actually create a whereby room for free. Uh, that's W-H-E-R-E-B-Y.com. Uh, we would sign in on our computers and uh, sign in on the app on the phone. So the free rooms, you can have up to four people and those count as each person. Like, for oh. example, with Skype, I can't Skype from my computer and my phone at the same time. Yeah, they're like isolated to your account. Yeah. Where, that, as far as the whereby not... is, it's isolated to your device, not the account. Yeah, it just okay. considers you to be a person, another person, which is perfectly fine. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it works out pretty well. Yeah, and if you're using your phone, I would suggest creating a setup with some books, two by fours, or buy like a little tripod. Which you bought like a little tripod on Amazon, didn't you? Like specifically for stuff like this? Um, actually, Lauren bought it specifically to be able to take pictures of us throughout the pregnancy and stuff like that. Mm, very cool. And and it works. Like it tilts, it has that, and it, it like stretches up to like five feet or something. Do you recall how much something like that like rent took you? That one was $16. Oh, and it has like all these like neat features that make it work good? Yeah, it's sick. Like you can even like that one specifically, uh, you can connect it to your Bluetooth and there's like a little remote that attaches to it that like to take pictures instead of setting a timer on your phone, you just click a button and it takes a picture. But yeah, it also it stretches and then it tilts at the top so you can tilt your phone down and show your battlefield. Because I mean, even though hopefully fingers fucking crossed, I guess that we're getting close to the end of this whole quarantine thing. Like this information is still solid because I think people now more than ever have realized the value of staying connected with people that you are not normally connected with. I need to get one of those things so that you and I, even though we talk at least once a week for this thing, we could still be able to play magic, paper magic for from like hundreds of miles away. Yeah. And you're down out 20 bucks like at a total because if you have a computer most people have a computer if you don't have a computer you could probably still figure it out by like screen sharing or something like i have an apple tv which was the best purchase i ever made it was a hundred dollars i bought it like six years ago well wait shout out plug for apple tv am i right yeah capitalism at its finest well, I mean, that's really cool. Stoked that you guys got to actually sit down and play old school. It makes me want to put together an old school deck. I just won. If only someone has been hounding you to put together an old school. All right, listen, guy. I never had an actual reason to build an old school deck because I never thought that you fucking degenerate were going to actually put something together where I could actually play the deck. Now that it exists, that gives me incentive. Even if you put it together, you'd be out 30 bucks. No, that white deck is a little bit more than that well it depends if you're buying preachers or if you're buying thunder spirit thunder spirits are like 120 bucks a piece i'm pretty Ugh, sure aren't preachers like 50 bucks a piece too i think they're probably around 30 if i yeah. were to take a guess that's still obnoxious but you don't really preachers are more of like a hey i'm gonna steal this and sack it or do something to benefit yeah, i just want to play the hyper aggressive version of whatever i'm yeah so pink weenie so White, red, you get bolts, you get chain lightnings, uh, and then you play Savannah Lions, fucking Tundra Wolves. Oh, I do like me a 1-1 one, one for 1. And you could honestly play that deck mono. I'm going like to play Crusades mono white, if we're going to be 100% honest, because I just, I don't have the duels. I think in, Army in, of Allah. White Knight. White there's, Knight a, there's a bunch of, of playable white Lipper, ones. yeah. Okay, maybe I'll try the old school thing. But honestly, dying an old school deck is going to have to wait. 
because I need to throw money away on these new secret layers, dude. Smooth. Not as smooth as it could have been, but smooth. I mean, I thought that one was pretty good. But before we get into each individual one, uh, let's just briefly go over the announcement that they made. So I believe it was on Monday, members of the Magic community, there was cosplayers. I know Martin Yuza. Yeah, I saw uh, that he had the bolts. Had some of them. There's a couple other Nissa cosplay. I just, I like that they're getting other people besides our high profile players. I'm always stoked when they do that because I could give a fuck less about high level competitive play at this point in my life. Same, obviously. So they, they had these members of the community start releasing in their own little special way, these new secret letters. And then after everything was said and done, the secret layer Twitter, because it has its own Twitter now, because every single different part of Magic has its own fucking Twitter, which I just realized. Like, Magic Online has a Twitter. Competitive Magic has a Twitter. Arena has a Twitter. Wizards has a Twitter. Secret Lair has a Twitter. Like, at this point, it's just too much. Yeah, it's... But to get off that little tangent... <laughs> yeah, we're the derail us. Secret. Good job. I, I just derailed myself. That's impressive. <laughs> Somehow. But this... Anyway... The Secret Lairs Twitter, they're releasing their Summer Super Drops. These are, just on a grand scheme, I think the best ones by a country mile we've seen so far. They're up there. Some of them are pretty cool. Some of them are like, eh. I'm sure most people are fucking losing their minds. Oh my goodness, yeah. And they, they actually start releasing next Monday. One getting released today. Uh, the first one on June 1st is the Full Sleeves one, which is the tattoo ones. After that is the can you feel with a heart of steel which is the uh artifact creature one after that is the path not traveled which is the planeswalker one after that is the mountain go which is four copies of lightning bolt and then after that is the ornithological studies which is all famous birds from magic the gathering matt did you know that the bird is the word a certain the bird is the word A bird is the word, but only on uh, June 5th. After that, nope, nothing. No longer the word. You get birds get one day. That's it. After that, birds can eat shit. Also, have you ever seen like on Twitter or any like Reddit or anything like that? Like the conspiracy that like birds died like forever ago and then the government just replaced them with just like robots with cameras in them so they can watch us. Yeah, I heard fucking that. Um, incredible. That's so fucking funny. One of my other favorites is that cactus cacti and also uh, government installations. It's oh, that like damn that coronavirus theory. causing 5G. Yeah, 5G coronavirus is a good one. Outside of that, it's not really conspiracy theory, but there is an entire Reddit devoted to fat squirrels. And it's just like people taking pictures of fat squirrels and then fat shaming them on Reddit. And it is peak humor. So good. Like, if there's just, like, a picture really of a funny. fat squirrel eating a nut or something, and then the comment below it is just like, look at this smug fat fuck. And I'm just like, this is <laughs> Oh, but let's go through these um, in order, in chronological order of when they're going to be coming out. So the first one is the the tattoo one. And Matt, if you couldn't have guessed, this one is by a fucking mile my favorite one. So Yeah, funny. it's like the, the pinup style. Um, it's like it's American traditional is what it is. Yeah, it's like what you normally see pinups like pinup girls. And yeah, like the like the very classic like tattoo iconography, at least yeah. stylistically. That's what these are. And what's the really cool about this is these aren't done by a magic artist. These are done by a actual tattooer. Pretty dope. Yeah, it's well, uh, I mean, if you want to go for a tattoo like, style, you want someone the, who you want someone does who this. does it for a living. And this guy is like actually pretty like prolific in the the tattoo world it's uh josh howard he works out of milwaukee for a shop called uh solid state tattoos 
And so, and he did all five of these. So let's go through the cards real quick because the cards that they chose for this might be my favorite part of it because I, and a lot of people, I don't know if people picked up on this. I'm sure some people did, but when I told a couple other people while talking about this, the connection between the names and the cards that they picked and the theme, they were like, holy shit, that's brilliant. But all of the cards in their names have some tie in to tattooing, like ink, moth nexus, pithing, needle, eternal witness, blood artist, spell pierce, like something in the name is tattoo related, which I think is fucking killer. I would have never picked up on that. Oh, I noticed that like almost immediately because I looked at the cards. I'm like, why did they choose these cards? And I thought about it and I was like, whoa, holy shit. Next level. Yeah. So the card selection was brilliant. But like I said, yeah, Ink Moth Nexus, that one is so goddamn with the Phyrexian mana symbols inside the butterfly wings. Yeah, there's it's not my favorite art. Obviously, I, I'm a fan of the OG, but there's some there's talent there. Obviously, it's the butterfly coming out of the and like you said, it's there's a skull on it and there's the Phyrexian symbols on the wings. Yeah. And if that's the thing about these. They're super divisive with the style. So it's like either you are going to love these or you're going to fucking hate. I don't hate it, but I also don't love. Oh, I, I adore every single one of these. I, I am 100% going to throw $30 at this or whatever it is. But the next one's Pithing Needle, which is like a skull with a rose with a sword coming through the skull. That is like the most classic like tattoo. Yeah, you see that one. sword and that rose everywhere in those skulls. For sure. Yeah, that one's like the most classic one, which I can't wait to get this and white border it and put it directly in a sleeve in death and taxes. Can't wait for that. Oh, uh, dude, I just saw the flavor text of some of the other ones. That's Oh, the flavor cool. text is really good too. Yeah, so the pilot the piling needle ink moth don't have them. That's why I didn't notice it at first. Mm -hmm. but, but the next three definitely do. The next one is Eternal Witness, which this one is I think at least artistically, this one's by leaps and bounds the best one. Yeah, this one's my favorite. So are yeah. these foil or are these non-foil? This one is non-foil. I know that because I actually did some research on it. As far as the foil versus non-foil of the other ones, I only know for certain that the artifact creature one is foil. The other yeah, ones, I sense. don't know. So yeah, the Eternal Witness one, that's probably my favorite. So, And I fucking love the favorite text. It's Right on the nose. 100%. Our lives are etched on our bodies. Memory, memories illustrated on perfect. Yeah, like, it's like that one's better. super whimsical, but also like very on the nose. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. If these were foil, I would probably play that Eternal Witness. Oh, I'm glad that they're not foil because I can actually play that Eternal Witness in Commander. Yeah, which that's, I am so excited for. I figured the next one is actually Blood Artist, which personally is my least favorite of the art. But yeah, it's pretty shitty. But I mean, it's that being said, bland. it's still very good. Like, and it has, like, the very American traditional poppy. And, like, the vampires were very well done. And I love that it's the paint on the easel. Is clearly blood. Is blood. And, like, yeah, that makes sense. And the flavor text on this one's really good, too. Yeah, great art requires paint, but not necessarily the artist. Yeah, I like that a lot. So good. Last but not least, Spell Pierce, which this go. is Gandalf a killer inquiry, too. Here. Because, also, you know what I really appreciate about this is? That... Along with like the Eternal Witness, at least to a point, the Pithing Needle to a point, but especially the Spell Pierce, like these are cards that usually when you play them, you're not playing a playset of them. Like I can think of a thousand times where I've played Spell Pierce on a sideboard as a one of, and just this being able to slide into that spot is so perfect. 
Yeah, Blood Artist sees like fringe play and um, like sacrifice decks and, like modern, but yeah. you're well, right. Most the of the time, time this, saw... is, this is a commander card. Yeah, well, when's the last time you saw Ink Moth Axis as a singleton copy in any deck that isn't commander? Never. That's the, the one that wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Spell Pierce is like a wizard on a scroll with like this like blue like lightning shooting out like behind it just to fill in the background. This one's fucking insane, too. This one's really good. Gandalf. This is like a Gandalf-looking motherfucker, isn't it? It is. Yeah, he's got his big bushy eyebrows and white beard and hair that's flowing. And the flavor texture on this one, a great wizard always has a few surprises up their sleeve. Yeah, that one's good. That's so on the nose. That one's good. Jesus. Get more blatant. But like the blatantness of it just fits so well with the, the whole art style of this of this secret layer this one's the best one no it's not even kind of close really oh yeah i would go, i'm go so, going to go so far as to say that one this is the first one i'm going to purchase that is a fact two oh you mean the whole cycle okay i thought you meant the spell oh layers. you're talking about specifically i'm um, to no i'm just talking about this uh, secret layer in general yeah this is the best one thus far and also they are auctioning off uh not only the arts for each of them but sketches that uh josh howard did for these on the uh, Facebook group uh, MTG Art Market, the I believe the Eternal Witness and the Pithing Needle are already up. At time of recording, the Eternal Witness is two thousand dollars, and the Pithing Needle is I believe like seventeen hundred dollars. Like these are selling for a good amount. It doesn't surprise me. It's a limited art run. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. You know you're right. But I would love to own one of the sketches when those sketches get auctioned. I will definitely consider betting on those. And I can see myself driving to Milwaukee, scheduling an appointment with Josh Howard, and him tattooing one of these on my body. I would do I that. I bet you a lot of magic park. nerds are going to get this stuff tattooed. See, I think the only way that I would do it with this specific thing, because coming from a person who already has a magic tattoo, I would 100% get these tattooed. But because they are like the specific style done by, done by a specific artist that does tattoos, I would want to only get it if it was done by that the one artist person. who drew it. Yeah. Nope, I agree with you. But yeah, these ones got me so stoked. I love the The next one that's coming out, and I think this one probably has the other ones beat in spades as far as value goes. The next one only contains three cards. It is the artifact creature. The uh, Can You Feel with a Heart of Steel. And the three cards in particular on this one are Darksteel Colossus, Arcbound Ravager, and our boy, Machine Gun Kelly, Walking Ballista. So I don't like the art on any of these. Um, I am not particularly fond of the Arcbound Ravager. I think the Darksteel Colossus is phenomenal. And yeah, I think the Walking Ballista is way fucking better. The, what was it? The Double Masters or whatever. Oh, that is Blightsteel Colossus. It is the Double Masters. Oh, this one is Darksteel Colossus. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were both. Uh, no, they're sorry. Not. This is dark steel. The other one's blight steel. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't have any legs. I mean, you at least can't see them in this art. I'm I'm assuming the guy has legs. No, you can see them. You could see where it would be, and there aren't any legs. Well, if you extend below that, I'm assuming I'm assuming there's some sort of mobility factor with that. He's a but spherical wrecking ball. He's I would like to just. Sphere. I just want to take a second and talk about how Matt, we fucking nailed it. Yeah, and this is another another confirmation that Wizards is 1,000%. We can't deny it anymore. 
they're listening. They have to. Yeah. There's no way. We said when they Either released. Either that or they, they do listen on another spectrum and they're like, the sons of bitches were right. Damn it. Oh, that could be it. Because, I, I mean, okay. If you just completely disregard the fact that this has probably been in the works for a very long time and we just talked about it two weeks ago, then maybe it would be that one. But I'm going to go with they're listening to us and they're doing exactly what we're saying. Yeah. That seems more correct. But That's this walking ballista, I love this art style. It looks like a fucking golden Gundam, and I love it. Yeah, that's what walking ballista should be. I mean, it essentially is. Like I, I like we said when we were talking about it, it is just a fucking walking machine gun. Its literal existence is just pew, 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 pew. Shoot him down. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. The Ravager is shit. It's that just like one. a glowing kind of like dinosaur. It just seems... A lot like the uh, Godzilla ones, but just like yeah. a worse version of those. Not saying that this art is bad. It's just it's I like a nineties am not cartoon Saturday it. morning, and that is. I mean, I think that was on our Discord too. We are discussing how we feel about these secret layers in general, and that was the vibe that a lot of people got from these. They do seem like the Saturday morning cartoons from like the nineties, like this high saturation like robot theme, just on magic cards now. Yeah. How do you feel about Darksteel Colossus? I really like the Darksteel Colossus, man. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so it's I don't like it as much as the Blight Steel. There we go. Got it right that time. There we go. Figured it out. Uh, but it's neat. I have a special place in my heart for big dumb creators like these. So and um, also to I'll probably speak about buy the... this and sell the Ballista and the Ravager and use the Blight Steel or the Dark Steel. I'll keep it. Yeah. See, I love that ballista. I'll, I'll consider buying the ballista off you if it's something you're not particularly attached to. Sounds good. No, oh, except for it is. I'm going to revoke that that saying. I'm going to purchase it because I hate it. Friggin' nerd. Sorry, man. I like the heart wants what the heart wants. Fair. But the, I mean, if you like foils and you like artifact creatures, I am really interested. This is in for you. I, I know we just talk shit about the Arcbound Ravager thing, but that might look pretty dope in foil. We might be singing a different tune once we actually see it, what it looks like in foil, because that art just seems like it would translate so well to a foil card. It's like the original Snapcaster Mage where his arms like glowing. I feel like that's what it'll look like. Yep. It's like almost that exact same color palette, too. You're right. Yeah, that's gonna be sweet, maybe. Especially against like the dark background, it'll pop. Only time will tell. Yeah, we'll find out. But moving on to the next one, the next one is the Planeswalker one, the Path Not Traveled. And from what I surmise, there wasn't a lot of information that I saw on this. At least it was immediately presented to me. Um, But it seems as though uh, these are just like four Planeswalkers that if they didn't become the heroes or the villains of the story that they became, this is like their other path in life that they could have chosen. It kind of reminds me of like DC Comics, like how they're how they look um especially the ajani so the four cards in this are ajani steadfast domri raid uh tamio field researcher and Varaska golgari and like you said the in the ajani art he has like almost like a x-men style like he's almost like a wolverine looking ajani yeah which and i Domri's mean really honest, a little cowboy really good. oh yeah domri's like a cowboy riding a uh, like a boar which is kind of sick uh tamio field researcher um, is just detective inspector gadget and then uh verasco golgari queen is just a beauty queen so verasco kind of reminds me of like an old batman poison ivy oh i kind of dig that that's probably not what they were going for at all but that's what it looks like to me no but that's now that you say it 
I can I can see it. I can see it big time. I, but these arts, if you like these cards, I think these are going to be sweet versions for you to add to like, your commander deck or whatever else you want to put these in. I can't think of any other formats that these cards are particularly played in. I know Veraska saw play in, in her uh, standard format, but obviously that's... She sees play in modern occasionally. Like it's like a sideboard guns. card, right? Well, Veraska is really good with Renin Mm-hmm. Sack the land, gain a life, draw a card. Oh, Renin 6 gets the land back? Okay. Math checks out. Seems like yeah. it would be A-OK. Yeah, it's and a grind. obviously, in modern, by the time you're going to be able to cast Veraska, you have four mana. You're really, in Junger, we're not going to need more than four mana. Yeah, so, and like I said, you could cycle those lands, if you will. It's true. And there's also fetch lands in the format, so, like, there's there's a lot to be done with that card. But besides that, I don't, none of these are really constructed playable cards. Outside of, cool. like, Commander or, what's the other one, the Brawl, no, these aren't Brawl legal. Um, I believe Veraska yeah. is, but oh, the other ones so, are not. There you go. Um, the, the, the thing with these ones, too, that I really enjoyed were when they released them, the cosplayers that released them did a cosplay of these cards' art. That's cool. Yes. So, like, they did the alternate path version of a Johnny, Domri, Tamio, and Vraska, which is extra cool way to release a card. Neat. The next one is actually the Lightning Bolt one. Matt, you have a very divisive opinion on well, these Lightning Bolt ones. When I first saw these, I fucking hate them. I absolutely hated them. Once I look at them a little bit more, I kind of dig them. I really did fucking hate them because I started with you. I was like, these are fucking terrible. They're horrible. Why would they do this to Lightning Bolt? And then, like, I was sitting there looking at them. You're like, save it for the podcast because I would have went off on a tangent. But they are actually, they're pretty neat. Okay, I'm glad you're coming to your senses because looking at these, these are absolutely breathtaking. I think these are some of the prettiest lightning bolts we've ever seen. I want the, I want four. I know that to buy, well, they're probably 120 bucks for a playset of all four arts or so, something along those lines. Yeah, well, this is kind of like how they did with the, uh, the Serum Visions one, where it's one card, but four different arts, and that's the entire secret. Exactly. Um, so, which one of these is your favorite? That is, yeah, I was just about to ask you. There, I have one very clear favorite. It is the Alexis Zirit art. The one with, like, the the devil the that's yellow, getting struck yeah. By the the cloud that's actually a skeleton, like the skeleton cloud looks like it's like vomiting out the lightning bolt, and it's hitting this demon, and it's just like all just its skeleton, like its flesh melting off of it. That is such a neat art. Holy shit, it's so good. Which one is your favorite? The one with the bear getting zapped. See, that one's also. I mean, none of these arts are bad. If we're gonna be 100 honest, this no, one is done they're all by pretty cool. the, the one that you're referring to is the uh, Bridget Roca one. Yeah, and it's just like looks like it's just a big old bear just getting struck down. I love the background of that one. I know that's not the focal point of the card, but the background, like the mountain on the left side, like looks so fluid. And then the stars just like bring it like a, a really good background to, to everything. I think that that one's really since I'm going to lead us into the next one here. Since they did a bird secret lair, I'm a little bummed that they weren't bolting a bird. Oh, man, that would have been so good if they were just thrown on. I mean, look at the the one by uh, Robert Trevino. Yeah, it's the that dragon. One the big, sharp, cornered lightning bolt coming down and smacking a dragon. How easy would it have been for them to put a Birds of Paradise on instead of that dragon? That's what I mean. Like, how many times do you think 
that's probably been the most the creature that's been lightning bolted the most. Yeah, I would say besides somebody's head, the second most common target for a lightning bolt it was is probably cor- across the history of magic, probably birds of paradise. It's for that's for sure been birds because how yeah, that's, that was that's the, the most targeted non player bolt the bird. Yep. Even when you don't bolt bird and you bolt like a land war elf or a turn one mana dork, you, you still bolt, say bolt the bird. You kill it. Bolt the bird. Yeah. Yep. Tried and true. It's a solid heuristic. And and also just to cover the last one, uh, Noah Bradley art. Always good to see Noah Bradley art, first of all. And if you go into Noah Bradley's Twitter, there's a photo of him actually holding the painting. And one, the painting is massive. Two, the painting, oh, the card does not do it justice. I feel like that's the scenario most of the time. For Noah, Because you have especially. this big, like, at least like 8 by 10 and oftentimes it's way bigger than that. Oh and my then god. They have yeah, to and compress the image down to what, like Noah a two just by three inch. So good. Noah's work is just so good on a larger scale that there's very few times where I feel like his art gets translated really well to the card size. Like I'm not saying they look bad at all, but if you put like the card next to the actual mass of painting, it's just like it's hard to do something that pretty justice on a magic card. Yeah, because everything gets smashed. Well, not smashed, but it just gets... But compressed. You're missing... I feel like you miss a lot of detail. Yep, for sure you do. But Matt, I know you uh, You said you wanted to segue into the last one. I'll, I'll let you take the reins. So yeah, the, the last one is the birds. I don't know the name of it, but it's... The name of this one is Ornithological Studies. So I feel like this one is going to sell more than anything. You think um, so? Yeah. Are you just basing that off of the cards that are in it? Yes. All right, so what cards are in this one, Matt? Uh, so we have Gilded Goose, Swans, Dovescape, Baleful Strix, and, of course, uh, Birds of Paradise. Yeah, that's that, Matt, Matt, from what I've heard, that is actually where you got your name. The Bop, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Took <laughs> me actually, a second. I was, like, I was like, what are you talking about? Your last name was actually Smith before Birds of Paradise was printed, and then Birds of Paradise was printed, and your parents were just like, well, got to change it. Birds of Paradise was, oh, yeah, it would have been. Okay, yeah, mind. we're both older than magic, just in case yeah. you forgot. Yeah. <laughs> so I think uh, that's the only art that I actually... The Birds of Paradise yeah. one? Yeah, oh, it's not man. as good as the OG. Oh, I see. I love the Birds of Paradise. I think the Swan Song and the Baleful Strix are both absolutely bright. Oh, I hate the Baleful Strix. It's not even a fucking artifact creature. Yeah, but it's a owl. And like the whole theme of this one is just the strictly bird aspect of it. And if you I just want to look at it, like, just, on that one. just disregard the fact that it's Baleful Strix. Just look at the art. Oh, the art in a vacuum is good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Does it fit the card perfectly? No, but I don't, I think with considering that this is a secret layer and not a version that's being printed in an actual paper release, like that you could buy in packs or you can get out of packs, I think you can let it slide. Yeah, but I would agree. The playability of these ones is pretty, pretty high. Yeah, all these cards he play, every single one of them. Across um, like multiple formats too. Yeah, Swan Song he's playing vintage from time to time. Yeah, I mean definitely it's a big it's a it's a card and commander that people like playing. I've seen it in like you said vintage. I've also seen it in uh, legacy and modern. Yeah, not Belfle incredibly Strix frequently, is, but it exists. Belfull Strix is super legacy popular. Staple. In legacy, yeah, yep, legacy staple. So does. Gilded Goose, um, is that still in standard? standard? Gilded Goose is still in standard for sure. Um, it doesn't see play anymore, though, without Oko, does it? I mean, it's it definitely certainly does. It's still a one-mana mana creature, which That's they don't true. print anymore. 
that's very true. Um, it also sees some play in um, like modern alongside Urza. I don't think it does anymore. Just um, it does since it was really Norton. good with Oko. Is what it, I thought was the big the big. Well, it was very very good with Oko, but consider that Yorin is also now part of that deck. Like blinking, uh, blinking. Yep, that makes or, sense. Like, okay. like blinking a Gota Goose is insane. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, also, Dovescape, a very good card in uh, Commander. Commander. Yeah, that's the only place that really sees play. Yeah, and of course, Birds of Paradise. Like that card just sees has seen play in every format ever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, with ebbs and flows, like you don't really see it in Vintage really at all. You don't see it in Legacy at all. You see it in Modern from time to time, but this is like arguably one of the best mana creatures of all time ever. It is the best mana career. People thought Gilded Goose was a little bit better. Um, but that was in the context of Oko existing. Yes. Yeah, Birds is the OG best mana creature. In 01, with flying, I've killed people with attacking with Birds of Paradise. Oh, and just like pumping it? Giant growth babies. Yeah, just get lust. in there. So, man, um, now but, that we've covered all of the secret layers, which one's your favorite? Which art or which actual which actual secret layer? I think the birds, because the birds is the birds of paradise is gorgeous, or the bolt, because the bolts are pretty good. I like. I want to say I, I'm going to say the bolts because I actually like all the arts on the bolts, and four lightning bolts are always useful. It's true. Where I don't have fucking use for a dovescape, or because when I play a card, um, I like to have all the arts the same. It really bugs me and sets, so that would bug me with like. The Gilded Goose or the Swan well, just, Song. Just find a way to sell off the Dovescape in trades to get the Birds of Paradise or the, the Gilded Goose or something. I'm really curious how how much these birds will... The Birds of Paradise. You're talking about like aftermarket? Yes. I can't assume it would be cheaper to buy like four of these as opposed to just waiting and buying four single copies. I don't know. At least for the Birds of Paradise, I don't think. I think if you want like more than two copies or more than one copy of the walking ballista from the artifact creature one. It's more advantageous to you to just buy multiple versions of the, of that secret layer than trying to get those on the secondary market. Cause I think that walking ballista is going to be a gazillion dollars. Yeah, I could see that. Like you're better off just buying the things instead of having to sell a kidney to buy individual copies. And hell, like you said, you can just sell off if you're really only interested in the ballistas, you can sell off the other two and fund it towards something else. Yeah, just kind of buy it, kind of recoup some of your money. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, I cannot get over how freaking good the tattoo one is, though. The tattoo one is, in my opinion, the best one of this cycle and the best secret layer they've ever done. So, here's a little fun fact for you. Birds of Paradise, including this printing of it, guess how many times it has been printed? I'm going to say 11. 24. Oh my god, that's insane! Yes, and now that's counting like. Is that paper French. and online, like the online, uh, like vintage masters one? Uh, they do count the online one, so twenty three. Hmm, that's because that has the wow. M eleven promo. That's a hell of a lot of copies of Birds of Paradise. I mean, this Secret Lair one's gonna easily be the most expensive one. Though. Definitely not the most expensive one. That would be oh, Alpha, I guess Alpha, Alpha, Beta. Oh, Beta, fourth edition summer unlimited. You think uh, the, the how French, much is an unlimited birds of paradise? Probably 120 bucks. I don't know if this one will reach that high. It might get close. I don't know. It depends see. on. I mean, these are like a printed to demand thing, but you can only buy it uh, one day. So yeah, that's a thing. 
But if so, you buy your Birds of Paradise, you at least know for certain that it's not going to get banned in any formats. It's very true. So yeah, they're about 150 bucks depending on condition. And they go higher than that. But if you want fairly play, like played or playable ones, it's going to cost you about a buck 20 per. Matt, that attempt at a transition went way over your fucking head. Oh, I wasn't even listening to you. <laughs> you asked me a question and I finding to your question. No, I was saying that Birds of Paradise has no chance of getting banned in any format. Oh, yeah. That's cute. Um, Unlike so, some other cards that so, might be banned in other formats. <laughs> yeah. So that was a good transition. Second time's the charm. Yep. I mean, we got there eventually. So the announcement for the announcement. Uh, who would have thunk a week after initial week, two weeks? Um, It two was uh, an announcement and then a ban. So yeah, so the announcement for the announcement and then the actual announcement. And then I believe the following week was the announcement for the announcement. And then next week we're going to get the ban. Yeah, so there was a week of no bans or announcements. No, there wasn't because this was announced. Oh, I guess was this announced this week? Yeah, there was one week. No, the bans were announced last week, though. Yeah, that's what I mean. And there's a week in here. And then we got another announcement that we had like six days or whatever of no announcements of potential new bannings or banning before the second, if that makes sense. No, Matt, the bans were out last Monday. As in like the 26th. No, the bans that came out for the Legacy and Vintage one were on the 18th. So yeah, it was we legitimately had the announcement, banning, and then announcement, banning. There was no time in between. Yeah, there would have been. If the ban oh. happened on the 18th. Yes, there is. Today's the 28th, and that happened on the 18th when they got banned. And the announcement was on the 26th, a week and a day later. That's what I said, a week. We had a week in between. No, it was not a full week. It was that. <laughs> if the week that they announced it was was the week of the 10th through the 16th, and then the bans came on the week of the 17th through the 23rd, then this announcement came on the week of the 24th through the 30th. I'm counting the week because they got banned on Monday, the 18th. They didn't I'm not going to argue semantics with the, you. You're they wrong. Didn't, no, I'm not. They didn't ban it the whole fucking... They banned it on Monday, and then you had from Monday till the 26th or whenever they announced it. Yeah, but you have to take it week at a time. That is... Oh, my God. I hate you. Shut the fuck up. Continue with what you're talking about. We got an announcement for an announcement, ladies and gentlemen. And from the Magic the Gathering Twitter verbatim, they said... On Monday, 6-1, there will be an update to the banned and restricted list impacting the standard and historic formats that will also address the companion mechanic. This is, uh... I think they're just saying adios to... This, yeah, this seems very, very telling that they might be addressing companion altogether. I don't know if I'm reading too far into this announcement that says they're going to be addressing the companion mechanic, but I think they might be addressing the companion mechanic. You're not the only person. I think that... I personally think that's what's... I'm sure mm-hmm. a lot of people are in that same boat. It seems like there's no way it could be anything but them just outright banning the companion mechanic. Like, what else could they do to companion in this announcement? What could they possibly do? I, nothing. That's what I mean. Like, I'm trying to think of something where... I'm a little bit worried that the, the way that this is worded, that it's addressing standard and historic and also companion, that maybe the impact might not be in modern... But I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I haven't paid attention to Modern really at all. Um, I might have been just ever since Companion came out because 
I like seeing how badly Wizards blew this up. Well, what is it? It's all probably just Luris and Urion. Yeah, it's basically just Mono Luris at this point. Different flavors of Luris, but Mono Luris. With like a couple so, other decks sprinkled in, but not very frequently. So, friend of the podcast, Dave, sent a like Death Shadow, uh, Dreadhorde Arcanist, like Jund Kill You deck. Oh, yeah, with that in the Factor Talk Discord. Yeah, and that was Luris. I figured Yorion would be pretty fucking popular in modern. It is, but it's just like hard to compete with Luris, right? Well, that one's so low to the ground and gonna get you. Or the Luris Burn, I guess, is probably the better version of Well, I think the Luris Luris Jun deck, too, in modern, it just has like so much resilience. Like, it has all the answers, and also it just gets back all the answers Uh, and all of the value creatures. Like, that card, that deck is really good. That may, well, Jun is just the, hey, I'm gonna play. Each one of my cards is better than each one of your cards. Yeah, and, I, and then you just get to play them twice with Luris, yeah. which is fun. But again, but again, this announcement doesn't mention modern at all. So I'm, I don't like that. Kind of worries me a little bit. Well, they did say the companion mechanic. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that just so, encompasses the whole thing. Yeah, I could see them saying, "Okay, no more companion. You can play like, them in your deck, but you can't play them as a." Well, that brings up a question too. If they just do the, okay, the companion mechanic is just control alt delete from magic altogether. Do they go back to legacy and unban Luris? Probably. They'd probably do it in vintage too. Huh. Like if you don't I... actually have a, com- like the reason those are so good is you because they always free have access to them. Yeah. And they are a free card. It's that eighth card in your hand that you can't discard or, well, you can interact with it. You can like force it or something or counter it on the way down. On the stack, yeah. But you always have access. A level of consistency that, hey, once I, have, once I have three mana, Luris can come out. Once I get to six mana, hey, Urian, Urian or whatever, or Gyruda or whatever the fuck you're doing. Yep. You just have it. It's there. It's there. It's always there. Which that kind it's of just makes looming. It, that makes it less fun in a competitive format because yeah. magic, there's give and take. There's risk and reward. Yeah, there's variance. And like the commanders, like commanders a different variance. beast. Like it's, it really is a different beast. So that's um, that's a hundred card singleton. You're not really that yeah. super consistent unless you're playing CEDH or anything like that. But I would like to see them go back and unban Luris in if they're going to ban Companion across magic. And I even think they could get away with banning Companion across Magic outside of Standard. Because I don't think Companion is particularly awful in Standard, at least from what I've been seeing. Isn't I it think, just the cycling deck that really abuses it? Um, The cycling deck really, really does. Oh, and the Garuda deck. Crush that. Just ramping and I, But the Garuda chaining. deck, you just have the ability to get underneath that deck. Or yeah, just, like, you're... disrupt them a little bit. You can interact with it on the stack, too. The thing that I've been seeing people, like, crush people in Standard now is actually Luca, the Planeswalker. The the big deck in Standard right now is a bunch of cards like Shark Typhoon, other things that are producing, like, tokens, and then Luca, and then you exile one of your tokens, and then you accelerate into an Agent of Treachery, and you just start stealing your opponent's lands, and then you use... Yorin to blink your agent of treachery and then you just eliminate your opponent from playing magic because you steal all their land. I did see some Twitter posts about uh, Winoda. Winoda, is that the... Yes. The, the red-white thing that um, uses agent of treachery and charming princes to blink treacheries for uh-huh. a similar effect. Just kind I of th- more 
low to the ground aggressive. And I think you and I will both agree. We don't have any idea what the historic ban is going to be. It could just be regarding the, the companion mechanic. But it seems as though with this announcement, with how they worded it very specifically, that there are going to be things outside of companion that are going to be changed in standard and historic. And I believe standard is going to say banning of agent of treachery because of that, like the, the multiple ways to abuse it, getting into play. And... Yep. Yeah. We're just being able to accelerate into it. How much did those skyrocket? Cause those were like a $2 or something, weren't they? Oh man. I don't even want to know. Let me look it up. Fashion shock finance segment. Oh, they, uh, in paper are a cool $10. Yeah, and they were like a 50 cent card before. Yeah, for a rare from M20. M20, yeah. <laughs> Gotta love that. And before I believe all of this shenanigans kicked off, they were like you said, like like three bucks. So I so do not think a massive jump, but yeah, no, no, no. Jump no for standard cards. I mean, that's a pretty expensive standard card. You're right, but I, I I think at this point, yeah, they're going to just ban companion out of Magic, and there I think we're going to see a change in historic and standard. I have already, I voiced my issues with this in the Fetch and Shock Discord, and we've also talked about it. The thing that really pisses me off is the fact that they made changes to Vintage and Legacy, and two weeks later announced that they're making changes to Companion. The only thing that happened in between that was the paper release of this set. Well, they wanted, you can't just. You, ban... They have to sell packs. I get it. Yeah, you can't just ban 15, what is it, 15, 10? 10 cards. 10 cards right out of the fucking gate. Or, out of the set. You'll crush yeah. the sales of the set, and I get that. But That's the main reason why they did it. Does it seem a bit shitty, though, that they fucked around with two formats they don't care about, and then after that, they announce like, that they're going to change the formats that they deem uh, important? Like, why did they have to separate the two? I would have been okay with them waiting on the legacy and vintage one until this now, if anything, that would have sold them more packs. I just don't no, know. That, it up that was, it makes it look like assholes. those two formats were just dumpster fires. Yeah, Something but, had to be done. And but what's two weeks, a shitload of magic online that people just aren't playing or you're playing Luris mirrors every well, fucking time, which then people are like, okay, fuck that. That's not really that fun. Well, that brings in another issue with the fact that they do the announcement for the announcement thing. Now, in what world do you want to jump in and play games of magic in this window between the announcement and the ban? Like they announce the announcement and whatever format is in the announcement is just just garbage. It means nothing for that entire week. Just a dead zone format because you know it's not going to be you're not getting any data from that unless you really, really enjoy that. The fucked up cards that you know are getting banned. There's no reason for you to play that format. Do you know the last time? I played as much magic as humanly possible when I knew a card was going to be banned. Eldrazi? Nope. What was it? Treasure Cruise. Oh, that's right. You just got to jam Treasure Cruise because you know it's going to be out of here. I played as much fucking modern as I possibly could have. I played the blue-red Delver deck because clearly four Delvers, four Snappies, and four Pyromancers with De Treasure Cruise. Like, why would, sure. you, why would you not do that? Because it's just four Ancestrals in a modern format. But I actually I don't think, think I was so playing much... for Snappy. But you get my point. Yeah, it's just so much better with the. I think for the format, if you just announce the ban in one shot, just fucking do it, drop it. Don't do the announcement for the fucking announcement because it just kills a week of magic. It's what it does. Yeah, it kind of stifles. There's no point in it. And, yeah. Yeah, like why would somebody want to sit down and brew a deck in a format that they know is going to be different in a week? 
why would somebody play a format for any fucking reason whatsoever if they know it's not going to be the same in a week? Like, it just seems so counterintuitive. Yeah, you're not wrong. Wizards, just hire me. I can just make you guys make smarter decisions. I'm sitting here doing it for free and you're listening to me. So maybe we're going to put the podcast behind a paywall. So Wizards has to pay to get to our information so they can make their decisions. Because you know they're at this point they're not making decisions without us. Well, yeah, why would they be? Yeah, because they're all of the decisions that they make that aren't things that we say are stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm just... Wizards is... It's hard for me to think that they can make good decisions. But it's us as far making as, the decisions. They're, they're smart decisions. Decisions. This de- fucking Christ. Decisions <laughs> are directly correlated. So either they should listen to us more or... uh. I don't even, there's not even another option. They should listen to us more. Or I guess they could fail. They can keep blowing it. They could. We're just going to start throwing out like our magic Christmas land ideas. Like just our ultimate hopes and dreams. And then when they start happening, then we have 1000% We know, we're like, oh, those cheeky fucks. Yep, now they get it. I'm going to have to cut this part out so the Wizards doesn't know that we're doing this. Cheeky, cheeky. Because now that I said it, now they're on to us. We can do the next level thing where we start talking about things that we don't want to happen. Now that they know that we're talking about things that we want to happen. So then they do the opposite. So then we're also getting it. We're just going to start next leveling with us. That's what we're going to do. I can dig it. <laughs> getting Great. next leveled, son. I had a question for you, Matt. What could they possibly do to the companion mechanic besides banning it that fixes it all together? Is there well, anything we, that they could do? We had this discussion. and it's... Besides adding stuff to the cards. Because you obviously, now that the cards are, are printed, you can't add things to it. But I'm saying for the function of the mechanic, is there anything that they can add that we're not that like at face value, they might be doing the banning thing. But if you peel back the curtain, what if they're thinking of a way to change the mechanic to make it function different? Is there any way that you can think that makes it better? Maybe your opponent getting more cards. Do you yeah, remember like, the old Vanguard Vanguard cards? Oh, where it's like you got like more life, plus but you or, started with less cards or whatever, something like that. Yeah. Plus, and there's like a bonus on it. Like, so mm-hmm. say you start with two less cards, 10 more life, and your mana's doubled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Something like where, and I could be completely wrong if this would help or not, because I don't know. But something similar to if your opponent has companion and you do not. During your first draw step, you may draw an inno card or something like that. Or, or like if you reveal a, if you reveal your companion uh, during your first hand, you have to immediately give like the mulligan thing down to six. Yeah, that too. Only draw six cards. Yeah, exactly. So well, you could draw seven cards, but you have to put one on the bottom. I think another thing that would help is you can only cast your companion from its zone from the companion zone. Using only mana from lands. Oh, interesting. So a lot of them, they're really good. Like Luris, specifically really good with like Black, Black Lotus or Lion's Eye Diamond. And I mean, like ramping up to Gyruda or Yorian. Yeah, like you're like, exactly. You like obviously the six, Luris one six using lands. Black Lotus, like that's not going to happen because of just Black Lotus. But like you said, Garuda, especially in standard, it, that deck's using mana creatures to power it out as fast as they possibly can. That would change it a good bit. Some of them would, like Zerda, that one's saying land. Oh, no, they play like Mox Diamonds. I mean, Chrome you have to Mox think about is. it outside of like Legacy and Vintage. Well, that's the one that might be, it wouldn't matter either way. Yeah, it would always just be busted regardless. But like, huh? that's what I would say. I don't know if that Fizzlurus, that might be the one that's three mana. We're not really using anything to ramp this sucker up. 
Yeah, I'm just. I was just trying to think of what else this could possibly mean besides just an outright banning. Because if we've learned anything from playing a game that is owned and released by Wizards of the Coast, we know that sometimes they really fuck things up. Yeah. So what it seems is not always what it is. I don't want this to be one of those times where that is exactly it. But you can never be too careful. I w- I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say and they're just getting rid of Companion as a mechanic. Yeah, you're just taking the card and just... They I, I tried. Erasing. Hey, kudos for them. Like, they're trying to push the envelope. They're trying to make the game fun. More exciting. Pe- for people that, hey, this is might be getting boring, let's give them something new. Let's, let's push the envelope. That's how good cards are... Yeah, and when you are trying to push the boundaries, there's obviously going to be times where you go too far. Yeah, but I would rather up them, here and there. I'd, I'd rather them push the boundaries than us have boring cards. Yeah, like I would rather have them have to ban stuff occasionally than have sets like Eighth Edition all the time. Yep, you're right. I agree with that. Where it's just like, oh, okay, I'm attacking my two-two into your two-two. Oh, you're gonna play a four mana fighter, the classic two-four reach Retro for four raggy. or five minutes. Yeah, like, like that could be magic, but it's not. Have you? Did you ever play Eighth Edition, like Draft? Uh, no, I had the opportunity and I declined it because it seemed like it yeah. would be boring. It's uh, little kid, green, white, the way to go. Oh, so maybe it's a format I would like. But well, let's digress until next week when we actually have the information about what what is banned and what is not. Let's move on to uh, our top five of the week, Matt. I think this one might be the hardest one we've ever done. Yeah, I don't even honestly have five. Really? Really. So you don't even have an honorable mentions? I have three creatures. So you don't even have a top five? No. Oh, man. I feel like now that when I talk about mine, you're going to be like, oh, fuck, I should have put that on my list. Oh, now I should have put that on my list. I came up with five. Because my thing is, I don't really care if stuff is legendary or non-legendary. The only time it really bugs me is... With Krakus. Like, can I break that with Krakus? Um, oh, so I, you're just being I an guess, asshole. was it top five non-legendary creatures or top five creatures we wish were legendary? Creatures we wish were legendary. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, we're doing top five creatures we wish were legendary. And this all came about actually from last week where we were going to do the top five, but then the episode went so long that we decided yeah, we went, nah, we went we'll push pretty it. deep on it. Yeah, so I did have an entire week to think about this, and I am in love with my list. I think it's so good. Well, I guess I'll, I will start it off, though. I will. Yeah, you can go a couple of them, because I'm... I mean, I will go through my honorable mentions first, and then well, I'll, I'll dive into my actual top five. My honorable mentions include the OG Titan cycle, like Sun Titan, Frost Titan, Grave Titan. It's weird to me that those aren't legendary. Yeah, I can see that. Those I cards feel so legendary to me. Um, another, I guess you can call this a cycle of cards. I think initially this would have been a cool thing. The magic invitational cards like Snapcaster Mage, uh, Dark Confidant, uh, Sylvan Safekeeper, stuff like that. I think it would have carried a lot more weight with how important those cards are to the history of magic. If those creatures were legendary, they would also not be nearly as good. You're right. Well, actually, but I mean, Snapcaster Mage would still be a four of, I think in a lot of decks. Um, it would be way too good, I think, with Krakus. Way too fucking good. Yeah, I think blue, you're right with that. Blue, white decks and Legacy would just fucking oh, would just run shit. It. Well, Snapcaster Major would just be banned. Probably, yeah. But if we're honest at this point, Snapcaster Major really doesn't see a ton of play anyway in Legacy. Yeah, that, that's also true. And my last honorable mention is actually Chromanticore. And this is just I a self that, 
I thought that was legendary. That's the it's the Wooberg. It is the Wooberg creature from Theros, the bestow creature from Theros. Yeah. And I thought that that card was legendary for the fucking longest time. It's not. No shit. Why? Why is Chromanticore not legendary? Make Chromanticore legendary again. That is my decree. Yeah, it's just like, what? it would be the perfect commander for like a five color enchantment deck. It'd be so perfect for it. But no, it just oddly enough is not legendary and I don't get it. So I'm just I thought of I thought of another one. So I have four. Oh, you have four. Well, how about I'll do my five and then I'll let you do your four. Okay. So you can get some talking time. But jumping in, my number five is actually one that, like you said, you, you, you I didn't really consider Caracas with any of these because a lot of these creatures are just probably just too good, just even without the legendary thing. This card, I don't think it actually matters with the Caracas thing because it just ends the game when it enters the battlefield. But Crater Hoof Behemoth is my number five. I thought the hoof was legendary. It is not! Again, well, see, this is going to be the theme. Uh, of... I thought that we should be legendary then, so okay, we're on there. <laughs> yeah, Creator Hoof Behemoth is not a legendary creature, but it has created so many legendary moments in Magic. It just blows my mind that it's not. Yeah, I agree with you. And like I said, it's not like it would end the game, or it's not like it doesn't already end the game when you play it. It wouldn't make a yeah. fucking difference. I guess in that camp, you could also... Do you have the dude who makes O1 plants? I do not, but I guess you could put that as an honorable mention. Just big That's my idiots. number five, Avengers Zendikar. <laughs> there we Just go. See, the I got reason. there. Bouncing him with Caracas. Also, Caracas banned in Commander, so we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, but I, I, I honestly thought that was legendary anyways. No, it's not. I feel like I don't really pay attention to that all that often for the mere fact that I don't play a ton of Commander, where if I did, I'd be like, oh, why can't I build around that? Because that sounds super fun to build around. Because yeah, I'm sure there's that's... a bunch of creatures like that. Yeah. So my number five, Avenger of Zendikar for the exact same reason. <laughs> Generally, you don't ever, you're never going to need more than one. And it only sees playing commander. So why not be able to use him as your commander? He'd be actually a pretty sick man. Feels like he would be pretty strong. Oh, it would be busted. But so would Crater Hoof. Hoof, I think, would just be better. Yeah, Hoof would be the best commander, I think, in the format as far as green goes. Not even kind of close. It would just be the best creature commander of all time. Okay, I agree. Hoof. But uh, Matt, you, what's your number four that you just thought of? Um, my number four is Darksteel Colossus. I didn't that... just think of that one. My number, the one I just thought of went higher up. Ah, I like that. So you you had your number three is Darksteel Colossus, and then you, it got bumped for another card. Yes. Interesting. Because it's a fucking Colossus. Like, that's it not is. something that's roaming around Mirrodin. He's just a big boy. He's a big boy. Well, Blightsteel also isn't legendary, is it? No, that's my number three. So thanks for that, dickhead. <laughs> yeah, just those big, dumb artifact, like, roaming monsters. Uh, there's probably not too many of them floating around. No. That's, yeah, that seems like it would be such a cool thing to have legendary. Yeah. I like that one. Very, very good choice. Also, very good choice for, for number three, too. My, I guess my number four is uh, one of my least favorite cards of all time. True Name Nemesis. Ooh, that's a good one. Fuck True Name Nemesis. The only that's thing a very worse good one. than one True Name Nemesis is a, another True Name Nemesis. And the yeah, only thing worse than out. two is three. That math adds up. Like, one True Name Nemesis, beatable under some circumstances. Two True Name Nemesis, fucking impossible to beat. A lot of the time. Yeah, I can. Yeah, true name just like gets to just 
lightning bolt you every single turn or stonewall your best creature. It just does so much. The fact that you can have redundant copies of them on the battlefield at the same time is fucking egregious. What a dumb card. It's also a hell of a blocker. Yo, yeah, it does. It, yeah, it blocks literally everything that it doesn't fly. Yeah. Yeah, fuck your new nemesis. It's basically, once you get that boy out there, that thing, that Murfurk, Murfurk. Yeah, it's a Murfurk. Uh, you're just fucking shit up. Like, it's it turns into a whole different game. Yeah, you're either just chunking them for three, or you've just nullified their biggest ground threat for the rest of the game. Yep. And more times than not, you're chunking them for three, and you end the game where they can't do anything about it. Over a course of, like, three or four turns. Yeah, that doesn't sound very fun. Yeah, super... No, yeah, super not fun. Fuck True Name Nemesis. Matt, we already know what your number three is. Yes, you do. Why don't you give us some insight into why you think Blightsteel Colossus should be legendary? The exact same reason as Darksteel Colossus. Just a big baddie. Seems like a rare bird. And it was just such a cool, cool, cool card. Yeah, and I would like to... I would for sure build that. Have a Blightsteel. Fuck yeah. Oh, People would uh, come at you, but I would Oh, be... I don't... I think that would be banned pretty quickly. Fair. That's fair. But while you could play it while uh, before it gets banned. And then even a, when they... I would have a week. When they announce the announcement, exactly, you would have I an have entire a week. week to play that deck. <laughs> you yeah, get it. That's what we call a callback in the comedy bit. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, Matt, my number three, another non-commander card, but also one that in multiples is a... Mean piece of shit to deal with. It is Knight of the Reliquary. See, I don't think that should be legendary. Oh, I think Knight should be 1,000% legendary. That surprises me. That card just does so He's just so, a knight, so bro. Much. You just put a the in front of it, and that's all you have to do to make it legendary. The Knight of the Reliquary. And he's just, he's the one. He's the only one. That's it. Oh, that's all you have that. to do. He's, he's just Knight of the Reliquary. Yeah, but if you throw the the in there, then that just creates so much lost blowouts. Multiple knights is so hard to deal with, especially when they're like 8-8s. Yeah, they get real beefy real quick. Yeah, they're so thick. I, I think that that card should be legendary, but that is also might just be because I've had bad experiences playing against it. They always have the second and third knight. Always. Never not. Plus just being able to find random lands. When I first played Legacy, I was playing like the Maverick Depths list. And it was fun because it was I was only playing two crop rotations. And then I was just relying on Knight of the Reliquaries to find combo. And I could also just make a couple, like you said, 8-8s and just smush them. Yeah, Knight of the Reliquary just pulls so much weight. Then in multiples, it's just, it's so hard to overcome the amount of value that they produce. It's disgusting. Yeah, and especially with fetch lands, they just, yep, they're they not grow. normally, they're generally very fucking big coming out. They're at least generally a 4-4. I, yeah, I have seen very infrequently a knight that comes down as a 2-2. And the only time that that usually does happen is when, before that knight was cast, I cast a rest in peace. That's it. Uh, yeah. That's the only time where I usually see And even then, they still get to do their thing. Like, they still get to go get whatever fancy land that their opponent wants to get and make shit happen. True. Yeah, fuck Knight of the Reliquary. Well, do you remember ah. the, the combo with the blue enchantment and Knight of Reliquary? Oh, the landfall one? Yes, I love that. That was so yeah, great. That was super fun. Was, was that like a mill deck? No, you just killed him with a big ass knight. Oh yeah, because you just keep kept getting to like, yeah, 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 I like that. Yeah, you made a bunch of you had like a bunch of triggers on the stack where you just basically put all your lands in your graveyard. Yep. And then have massive knights. And then you give it like pro whatever color they have or 
uh, with Sajiri Strep, and then you get them. Yeah, that seems okay. Oh, Matt, do you have a number two? Uh, my number two is Sarah Avatar. Ooh, that's a really good one. Yeah, that's the one that I was like, ooh, and it came to me. That's a really good one. When's the last time Sarah Avatar was printed? Uh, command. They're, they're in Commander. Oh, are they? Yeah, hold on. Let me, uh... How brutal would Sarah Avatar be as a Commander? So originally oh, it was in uh, Urza Saga. It does cost seven mana, and it's mono weight then, so... But we're also talking about Commander. Yes. Um, it was printed in uh, a Duels promo. That one is terrible art. Uh, Commander 18, Commander 13, Commander 14, Commander 13, and then it's a JSS promo. Huh. Junior Super Series or something like that? Yeah, I think that's right. Where you had to be under 16 to uh, yep. play in the tournament. Huh, neat. Yeah, that's a really good number two. I like that a lot. Plus, the art is one of my favorite arts. If anyone has, knows where I can get an art print of Sarah Avatar Ninja... Oh, that one is really good. You're right. Hell yeah. Well, Matt, I you said I'm that super one... fucking curious what your number one is. Well, I have my number two as well. Oh, never mind. What's your number two? You said that one of yours is a cycle, right? Yes. I'm pretty sure that my number two and your number one are the same then. I know for a fact that they are not. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. Well, Matt, um, my number two is actually the Nephilims from uh, the four Ascension. color. Four yes. color guys. Okay. Yeah, these are That's a good one. Yeah, these are originally printed in Dissension. They've also never seen a print in any other uh set. Uh they are just these four color creatures. They're one of each color except for the one that they're not. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like that's our casting cost. So there's one that's uh I know the There's Dune only four brood. of them, yeah. Yeah, that there's one's five. the most common that puts sand into play, right? Yeah, the Dune Brood one is black, red, green, white. And yeah, it just, whenever it deals combat damage, you make 1-1 one, one colorless sand creatures. I'm pretty sure it's the only thing that makes sand creatures. Yeah, for each land you control, if I'm correct. Yes, which is fucking weird. And they're all weird, and they're all super cool. These would be fucking awesome commanders. They'd be so good. But no, the wizards just, you know... Had to shit on everything that is that is holy and fun and good. That was way before Commander was even a thing. Yeah, but I, at that point, legendary creatures were a thing. And yeah, these things are true. like supposed to represent... They were the gods that people worshipped before the guilds on Ravnica were established. Oh. Like, what about that doesn't scream legendary? Yeah, that's true. I just think okay, that, that, that's a big time to smart. That was a good one. But Matt, what is your number one? So my number one, you already mentioned, um, it was the Titan Cycle. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the first thing that came to my head. You said this. I was like, ooh, the Titan. They just feel so titans. legendary, right? They're Titans, yeah. Yeah, exactly. How is it not legendary? Yeah, they just feel like the biggest and baddest motherfuckers out there. Plus, it feels really bad when people have more than one um, primal yeah, Titan. Any Titan, just at all. Like, the first one wasn't already a beating enough. This When the second primeval Titan comes down, you're just like, oh, cool. Uh, my life is over. Great. Awesome. Yeah, and that one's very, well, actually, probably the, overall, the black one's probably the best, but the green one is, actually, no, the green one's the best. I would say, it, I don't even think in a vacuum, the black one's the best. I think it's the green one by leaps and bounds. Primeval Titan is so disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's very, very good, because it's not, it's just lands, it's not basic, or... Exactly. I, that was an honorable mention, just because I had some other ones on my list that I thought were particularly at least to me, very off the wall, like 
why the fuck is this not a legendary card? Yeah, and this really only matters for Commander and some weird things with, like, Caracas and... Yeah. I'm sure there's some other things, like, if you control a legend or can only be equipped by legendary, some stupid shit like that. Yeah, there's some there's some other things that have, like, niche uh, relation with legendaries. But Matt, that was my a good last, topic. I have one more, Bob. I know, I'm just saying it's a good topic. Oh, for sure it is. Like, do you even have even kind of a guess? Mom or Flicker Wisp. No, I actively don't want those things to be legendary, so I can play multiple sets of them. Give me a hint. Um, it is from Innistrad. I'm trying to think what spirits are. Snapcaster Mage? It's definitely not Snapcaster Mage. Probably some, one of the spirit, like spirit lords, the fucking hexproof spirit lord. And it's colors that I never really ever play, or at least oh, a so. color. It's a color combination that I never play. Green, black. No, Matt. It's Gruel. My number one is Huntmaster of the Fells. Huntmaster of the Fells is legendary. No, it is not. Are you shitting me? I swear to God it's not. Huh. Oh, yeah, I guess not, because they just recently printed a werewolf lord or, or commander. The first werewolf that you can use as your commander in the color combination red-green is uh, Yurlich. No shit. The Crowlin Horde. Why did I think that that was legendary? Because everybody does until they reach the point in their life where they're like, Werewolves are fucking cool. Let's build a werewolf commander deck. And then you go and try to find a fucking werewolf commander because, you know, you started playing uh, in Magic or like around the Innistrad era. You know that Huntmaster of the Fells is such a good, incredible card that there's no way it's not legendary, right? It's, oh, it just, some it's busted. Up with it's a busted mythic rare. And you're just like, that would be a perfect, perfect commander to represent my journey in the beginning of Magic from Innistrad. You go to get your Huntmaster of the Fells to start your commander deck with your commander, and you look down at the card, and you realize, why the fuck is Huntmaster not legendary? Do you know what the funniest part is? Do you know how many what? times I've cast? A fucking gazillion times. A gazillion, at least. Same here. I cast that card and constructed a lot. And then I went back and realized, huh. That's interesting. not legendary. And you know what's the craziest part, too? During that era, Geist of St. Traff was a thing. And people were casting Geist to remove their opponent's Geist. Wrong. People were casting the two-mana... Oh, Phantasmal Image. Phantasmal Image, yeah, thank You're you. You're right. That was the best removal spell for a long time. And why wasn't that the dead giveaway that Huntmaster isn't legendary? I have no idea. But I remember specifically the moment where I realized Huntmaster wasn't legendary, and I'm like, you are fucking kidding me. Because that didn't see play in that standard. No. That's probably why. Well, I mean... Unless you're me and want to brood around it. Uh, whenever you can soul bond and give your uh, thing double strike. With, oh, yeah, uh, with the white guy. Yeah, that seems pretty good. Yeah, I knew that it wasn't, but it always, you would just assume that. Yeah, it just feels so legendary. But it ain't. All right, here's, if anyone ever plays Commander with me, you can play Huntmaster of the Fells as a legendary creature. I feel like all those werewolves should be legendary. I don't know, man. This conversation was super fun. And just like the process of thinking about what these were. I knew the second that we thought about this, my number one was Huntmaster. But filling in the two through five was actually a challenge. Dude, it was hard for me to come up with five. And I came up with two of them kind of on the Within seconds spot. of us <laughs> starting, starting to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, but that was a good top five. Not bad at all. That one was a good one. But Matt, do you want to move into the... Uh, the final portion of the podcast that we totally disregarded last week. We did. Once again, it was super late or we were, it was also pretty late, but we had also like, rambled and we're on running for, really long. Yeah. Yeah. Like three hours or something. So it was the perfect storm of us. Not 
wanting to do the last two parts of the episodes that we always do. <laughs> That's fine. Got to keep the people on their toes. That's right. And by that, it's... No, I kidding. think after the giveaway, we now have sex. Oh, nice. Yeah, pretty sick, right? But for those, for the two new people out there, what we're referring to is our game that we play, affectionately referred to as Accumulated Knowledge. Now, what we do in this game is that we go into the Scryfall website and one of us hits the random card generating button. A card pops up and one of us asks the other the name of the card. The other has to guess the mana cost of the card. If they get it right, they get a point. And if they get it wrong, then they themselves will never become a legendary creature for as long as they live. Matt, you're asking me, right? I am asking you. I Sorry, I was bringing up Scryfall here as you... My little like big intro rant. I'm surprised I did not forget it in the week that we didn't do it. You have it written down. I definitely don't. That's just that's just burned into my brain. That's off the cuff. So just this like the, art's actually fucking incredible. I didn't know this card existed. Well, let's let's jump right in then. What's my first one? Uh, so your first one is Blue Scarab. Blue Scarab. Blue Scarab. Oh, shit. That's Is this from Innistrad? Would you like to use a hint? No. Is it three and a blue? I, if it's the card I'm thinking about, it's three and a blue. Is that your final answer? Yes. It is not. Oh, what is this then? This is one white, like a single white male. Um, but you said it was blue. I did. It is blue scarab. <laughs> this is bullshit. What set is this from? Ice Age. Oh, perfect. I would have never got this in a million years. Um, so it is an enchant creature. Target creature gets plus two, plus two, as long as any opponent controls any blue cards. That creature cannot be bought, blocked by blue creatures. Huh. Interesting. This art's actually really cool. It, you know, like the ancient Egyptian, like scarabs. Oh, like the little insect thing. Yeah, that's what it is. Neat. Only it's like a headpiece, looks like, or some form of jewelry. It looks really cool. It's Amy it Weber, so. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. It kind of bothers me that it doesn't fit into a Scarab God commander deck, but. Ooh, fair. <laughs> well, I that was obviously never going to happen in a million years. Let's let's move on to the next one. This one's a little bit easier. Okay, I'll take a little bit easier than an Ice Age obscure common. <laughs> This is All Sun's Dawn. All Sun's Dawn, eh? This sounds like a uh, fucking... Oh, no. You know what this card is? I'm going to have to use a hint on it. Because I think this card has a fucking wild art. It does. And that's the only thing that I remember from the card is the art and the name. It's It's like celestial bodies, but like the colors, like are the mana, like the colors of mana and magic. It's like so wild. I don't, I think it's like a sorcery or a instant or something like that. Do what does the card do? Hint? Yeah, what does say, the card do? You, do you want to fucking hint you just talking and then I thought you were going to guess? Yeah, right, what does so the card do? For each color, return up to one target card of that color from your graveyard to your hand. Then remove All Sun's Dawn from the game. You exile All Sun. Yes, that is the errated text. This has... Exile. This has a modern master's printing. I remember because I remember opening this up in a master set and getting like it was my my foil rare in one of the boxes. I don't remember if it was like I don't think it was original modern masters. I think it was like modern masters two or modern masters three. It's green. I don't know if it's five in a green or four in a green. Fuck. The foil looks gorgeous. If you can imagine. I can because the art yeah, is pretty art good. Is out of this world. It's so good. I'm going to say four in a green. So your final answer. It is. That is correct. Yay, I'll take it. Wow. Had to make you sweat it a little bit. Kind of shocked. So this is from Fifth Dawn. What Modern Masters was it printed in? 15. Okay, so it was Modern Masters. Yeah, Yeah, this is. This was in Modern Masters. This was really good in the five-color deck. 
It's a rare, right? Yes, it's a rare. I would say I don't remember this being a common. Or and it's common. like the it's five suns with a fifth dawn. Yeah, and they're all like the, mana, the colors of mana, right? Yes. Yeah, pretty cool. That card, I just remember the art, and that's the only reason why I remember that card. Alrighty, sir. You're not ready for... Yeah, can it just be a little bit easier than that last one? That one was easy. That was a cakewalk. It, what? All Suns Dawn? Yeah, not to me. It was not. All right, so Orin Viper. Orin Viper? Is that right? Orin Viper. Oh, man. Free hint, uh, Kev Walker. Kev Walker. Oh, shit. What Viper does Kev Walker do? It has, it's obviously a snake. Oh, man. Would you like if to it's use a, a hint for that confirmation? I know. I would think I might actually still use a hint for this one, though. And just go and dry for the last two. I think that's what I'm going to do, because the fact that you said Kev Walker... I'm going to give you another free hint. The Orin Viper is not cold-blooded. Its veins course with the same anti-gelid venom used to kill its prey. Oh, the flavor text day. Ugh. Oh, it's green because it's a viper. Could be blue green. Uh, I don't think it is. Can I get what this card does? Second hint. Second and final hint. Yes. Or do I get three hints? You only get two hints, you son of a bitch. God damn it. Whenever Orin Viper deals combat damage to a creature, destroy that creature at the end of combat. Whenever Orin Viper deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. Holy shit. I think I actually know this one. It is one green green. So your it's final a- answer. Yeah, it's a 1-3. And it's also a snow permanent, isn't it? Yes, you are correct. It is. Yes! This card was awesome. So, cool. um, it actually, it doesn't have death touch. No, it has... Whenever it deals deal combat damage. damage. It's yeah, so end you of can't, combat. You can't uh, put anything on this to ping stuff off. It has to reach out and touch them. And it's also the end of combat, which is wild. Yeah. Yeah, this card is pretty cool. The art's pretty dope. It's like a snake in the snow, so... Yeah, you got her, bud. Yeah, the I the art is like a tree. Isn't like a the snake's like wrapped around a tree branch or something like that? No, it's close. It's wrapped around like a, a cave, like one of the oh, like a stalactite. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, number four coming at you. Never heard of this. You might get this one though. Siege Behemoth. Oh, I think I might actually know this. This one is uh, uh this is a commander card. Is it? Yeah, it's actually pretty good it's from uh fuck what commander deck is it from i think it might actually be from the morath deck that i had for a very long time weird that i know this one but it's like fucking odd it's massive it's like six mana it's like four and two green is that your final answer? i think that's what it is i know it's got like a i know it's got a lot of power and i think it has way less toughness it's like really weirdly slanted it's like an eight three or something like that it's like super weird i think it's six mana yeah that's what i'm gonna say four and uh two green that sir is incorrect oh man what is close <laughs> am i just totally off base no you have it pretty much down pat it's five and two. Oh, it's fuck. a hex proof seven four and as long as it is attacking for each creature you control you may have that creature assign its combat damage as is though it weren't, it weren't blocked. blocked. Yep. Yeah, it's Commander 14, so yeah, probably would have been in the Marith. Yeah, I believe it's in that Marith deck, because I was like, I oh, like... this seems okay. What's its power and toughness? 7 uh, Oh, man, I knew it had, like, a really small butt, but, like, it hit pretty good. The flavor text is pretty good. Hold the line. Hold the line. Lo- General Shrock. Love that. Oh, that's a really good text. Yeah, I would not have gotten that one. Fuck, this next one's for all the marbles, then. Probably would get this. You might get this. Uh, maybe. I don't know. We'll find out. 
Yeah, we're about to. Spectral Gate Guards. Spectral Gate Guards, eh? Huh. I'm going to go on the limb and say that this is a spirit. Why would you say that? Uh, the spectral thing is kind of the giveaway. Uh, checks out. I'm going to go ahead and say that I have no idea what the fuck this is. It has Soul Bond. thought that was funny that we were talking about Soul Okay, soul so it's from Avacyn Restored? The worst draft set ever, yes. No, Avacyn Restored's a great draft set. No, it's not. It's terrible. Yeah, the rares are insane. That's why it's terrible. Yeah, you're right. But in Chaos Draft, you want Avacyn Restored more than anything else because like, the rares are insane and everything else is like barely playable. Correct. Huh. So it's from Avacyn Restored, and it is a spirit. That's really not leaving me with much considering spirits were a theme on Innistrad. Fuck. Oh, shot in the dark. Uh, four and two white. Is that your final answer? No, it's four and one white. Is that your final answer? No. Yes. Yeah, four and one white. Well, buddy, you got her. Did I really? Yeah, four and a white. Uh, <laughs> two, five, soul bond. As long as spectral guards is paired with another creature, both creatures have vigilance. That is easily the luckiest I've ever gotten. Yeah, this is a terrible card. Oh, what is it? What? Like, the <laughs> two, five. I can't, I'm trying to think of a reason that, like, soul bond and vigilance would be good in that format. Like, what would, what, why would giving something vigilance be worth a two five for maybe a flyer five mana flyer maybe to attack and block if you have a bigger flyer i i don't know yeah maybe that seems like a stretch i can't believe i got that that's unreal kudos sir i got so lucky that's i got lucky on multiple multiple uh cards in this one but better to be uh, lucky than good right yeah in this game we take those so that means i get the shout out man and my shout out is actually going to go out to a uh a Magic content creator that I found like forever ago, but I like I just rediscovered recently, and it is MTG Remy. Oh uh, yeah, he he's good. Yeah, very very good. I remember like when I first started playing Magic, he had a video. It was like the Magic rap. It was incredible, and I don't even think it's on his actual YouTube anymore. Like I think it's on a previous YouTube of his. Yeah, I didn't know that a YouTube. I I I see him on Twitter all the time. Well. I will post his Twitter in the Discord, and then I will also go find his old original video, and I'll post it in the Discord so everybody can see it. But yeah, he just recently came back and just started making King, uh, magic content again, and it is all very, very good. Love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. And also, guy likes playing uh, shitty white creatures, which I can respect and also relate to. Not a fan of that, but... Oh, I very much so love that. You love that. I'm not a fan. Yeah, but he does like songs and stuff. He does like little skits. He's pretty, I mean, it's very entertaining stuff. Funny stuff. So if you're looking to level up your game, uh, maybe not the place to go. But if you're looking to have a laugh, which if you're listening to us, that seems to be more your style. Uh, check him you're out. Not in it for super competitive advice. No, no, that's not us at all. <laughs> but he is on Twitter at MTG Remy. And then on his Twitter, you can also find his link for his YouTube if you're too lazy to do that, you can actually just go to YouTube and type in MTG Remy and find him there. Yeah, he does some pretty good, like, cover songs. Oh, they're all they're funny. Yeah, all very, very good. Yeah. But I guess there's only uh, there's only one more thing to do till we close out this episode, right? What's that? We got to do our shameless plugs. Oh, dude, I always forget about that. Me too. Literally I always. Was... I'm We're getting worse the worst as we go. Plugging. 
Again, we're a year old, and we're just getting worse at this. Yeah, you're not wrong. To make sure that we get our plugs in, if you are looking to follow us on the Twitter, you can find us at Fetch underscore Shock. If you're looking for me, you can find me at Basic Landbin. And if you're looking for Matt, you can find him on Twitter at It's Bop. And if you go to the Twitter, you can also join the Fetch and Shock Discord, which, in my humble opinion, the best Discord on the internet. Thumb up there. Yeah, I think it's in the top one. So go go follow us. Uh, go join the Discord. And uh, yeah, join the conversation. Yeah, hop on there. Well, Matt, next week, we'll see exactly how correct we were or incorrect we were about uh, the bans and restrictions. I think we're going to be, be on it. I think we nailed it on the head. Oh, we did or we didn't. It really just all depends on if Wizards is actually wanting to listen to us or not. So again, it's not a question of whether they are listening. It's whether they listen to our advice. I think that's going to be a resounding yes. We'll keep our fingers crossed. But until then, Matt, we will fucking see you next week, nerds! Peace! <laughs> I was going to see if you are going to go the whole time or not. Nope, you, I've learned you your tricks. Damn I've it. learned your tricks, wizard. Damn it.